Hello, friends. Welcome to another episode of the Best You Can Be Leadership Podcast. I am super pumped for today's episode, as always, but I have to admit I was actually really stumped as to what I wanted this episode to be about. Um, I actually mentioned that to Drew. I said, hey, I don't know what to do. I'm so totally stumped. Like, what do I talk about? And he threw out a few ideas, and one of them really, really stuck with me. So in terms of approaching just the new year, goals, reflection on the past year and kind of everything that comes with starting a whole new calendar year, Drew mentioned keeping in mind who you want to become. And I really, really loved that. So um, that's actually something we've talked about in, I know, at least one previous episode. And I thought that was worth rehashing with a different twist. So today's episode is going to be a mix of just practical tips for starting the year off strong and what we can do to really have the mindset Um, the mindset that we'll want to cultivate in order to start the year off strong. So that is what we were talking about today. Let's dive in. Welcome to today's episode of the Best You Can Be Leadership Podcast, where we offer bite-sized lessons and steps that you can implement as a part of your journey towards becoming the very best that you can be. This is your podcast host, Brigitte Bornstein, and just so you know, for planning purposes, we release a new episode the first and third Tuesday of every month with some amazing guests. Thank you so much for joining me for today's discussion. I hope you'll return my handshake to you. You can do that through becoming a part of this community on Instagram, my website, bestyoucanbe.com, or by subscribing and leaving helpful comments. So in no particular order, what are the things that we can do to set ourselves up for for success? What are the things that we can put in place in our routines, in our habits, in our thought lives, in our perspective shifts to really cultivate a good mindset as we approach tackling our 2023 goals, right? Keeping in mind, again, who do we want to become? We'll get to that one later. Um, But number one, first and foremost, reflect. So again, sorry, I keep on bringing up Drew, but Drew did some super, super in-depth 2022 reflections. And as he shared them with me, I was actually reminded of so many God winks and blessings I had forgotten about and grateful moments and wonderful highs and lows that taught me valuable lessons, right? You have 365 days. That's a whole lot of stuff jam-packed into so much time. Um, but kind of I don't know, we have this way of forgetting about the good things. Maybe that's just me, but it's it's so easy to forget the the things to really be grateful for because oftentimes they kind of they kind of come in the smallest packages, you know, um, but I feel like going through the past year really sets you up for an accurate perspective going into the new year. What I mean by that is, you know, not like letting go of a mind that is going to beat you beat yourself up for not accomplishing anything because you can't beat yourself up for not accomplishing anything if you have looked back on the past year and probably you if you're if you do that exercise you'll probably realize that more has happened in your life in the past year than you might have remembered more things that you did more things that you stepped into more moments when you were courageous more um you know times you got out of your comfort zone um all sorts of things like that i feel like so much of that is really easy to gloss over it's like oh no big deal or you know just completely forget about um but spending a little bit of time like really going through an in-depth uh, reflection exercise, I think is so, so, so beneficial. Um, so that's number one. Number two, 
why not implement a daily gratitude practice? Again, Drew, <laughs> um, he is the person who introduced me to writing down three things I'm thankful for every single day and really thinking about them. Full disclosure, I have totally slacked since having baby Russell in the whole, you know, sit down and journal department, but that's where you're able to, you know, just one, dwell on the things you're thankful for first thing in the morning and really set your, your daily mind up for a positive way of looking at things. But two, this is where you're able to have evidence of good things and momentous occasions in the year to look back on. So, I mean, it's a little bit different. I used to journal, wow, I just stuttered. <laughs> I used to journal, you know, just a little bit, um, kind of here and there, kind of through college, but I liked that. And that wasn't even a, that wasn't even a daily practice necessarily, but that gave me um, something I really liked to do is I would go back and flip through my journal pages every so often, and I would circle prayers that got answered. You know, I would maybe pray about something and it might not have gotten answered in the way I expected it to actually more often than not. It was not at all how I expected it to get answered, but I would be able to go back and in my journal, anything that's really circled uh, kind of obviously is something that was a prayer or something I was really kind of burdened with um, that I got to see kind of the light at the end of the tunnel. I got to see the full circle moment of of what it was that I was um, feeling on my heart and praying about. Kind of similarly, you know, if you have a daily gratitude practice, that's three things you're thankful for. And then at the end of 365 days of doing that really quickly each morning, uh, you have so many happy, positive, amazing, small uh, moments to look back on um, that really can just fill you with so much joy uh, and expectation and, again, gratitude going into the new year. So a daily gratitude practice, so quick, so simple. We've talked about that before on here. Um, Number three setting goals. I don't care that most people don't stick to their New Year's resolutions. That's not me and that's not you. We are not the type of people who who decide to hit the gym and quit on ourselves two weeks into the year. That's not the best you can be, you know, community. Um, But I will say I am going to link in the show notes to my sister's productivity um, page because if you want help goal setting, Um, and I think that is kind of an art. It's actually, I guess, more of a science, but if you want help setting goals that you can actually wrap your head around and slowly chunk away at through the year, that is not my wheelhouse, but it's her expertise. So go check that out. Um, next I would encourage you as we go into this new year to surround yourself with people who will fuel your dream. So I am on Uh, I'm on day two of a healthy living reset today, the day that this episode comes out. And I'm aware enough of my own stresses and the things in my life that might cause me to crave things that don't fuel my body, right? Things that would not be part of a healthy living reset. I'm aware of my own, you know, stresses and the things going on that will, that will make me crave those not so great things that I've surrounded myself with a group of people believing in me, cheering me on, encouraging and guiding me, reminding me of why I'm doing this reset, all that community, so I'm not by myself. That's just one way I can control setting myself up for success in this one reset healthy living area. So that's something I would encourage you to do. Surround yourself with people who will fuel your dream. I don't think any of us, none of us needs to be, you know, on our own in what it is we're hoping for. Um, And that's, you know, even if it's not, 
in-person people. There are plenty of Facebook groups that you can join with, you know, common interests. There's cooking Facebook groups. If you want to get better at cooking, there's, um, I don't know, a, a number of injuries that I've had in the past actually and like a surgery that I recovered from that's a goal right recovering from a surgery is a goal there was a Facebook group specifically for people who had had the exact same surgery as me and were walking through something similar so there are plenty of Facebook group groups there are people you can follow on Instagram if they fill you up um, you can follow them there's you know asking for a friend to be you know your partner in crime with you as you tackle a specific goal um, there are all sorts of great things um, Bob Goff actually he has a course I did not know about this, but if you want to work on, you know, bringing positivity and belief into your goals, holy cow, I, Bob Goff is one of my favorite people to follow. And he has an entire course that I feel like anybody would benefit from. I haven't taken it, but I have looked at it. Um, books, just things to fuel your mind. Um, and on the same note, I would encourage you, you know, yes, surround yourself with people and, and all of those amazing things, but then also surround yourself with health prioritize your health. Um, on a very personal note, you know, I have been definitely experiencing a new level of overwhelm since having a baby. That's just, you know, one big, huge instantaneous life shift. Um, and in a really twisted around way, I think the overwhelm is awesome. Um, motherhood has a really unique ability to refine you in ways I'm not sure too many other things can. So now, you know, now that I'm a mom, all of a sudden, me wanting to get, you know, lots done in a day and a newborn baby who makes that hard equals, I need to adapt and I need to grow in my prioritization of things and, and the focus with which I get things done when I do have the opportunity needs to be like super duper honed in. Um, and so I was sharing this, I was sharing all this overwhelm uh, and kind of how I'm struggling to navigate this new normal with my brother over the holidays. And he reminded me in a pretty matter-of-fact way that um, at the end of the day, I won't be able to get any of the things crossed off my list if I don't prioritize the basic building blocks of health. What are those? What are the basic building blocks of health? Um, that means sleep. That means hydrating, making healthy choices. Again, just to repeat that, you know, because I, I really, it kind of, yeah, I don't know, I feel like other people in my life have told me this too, like, hey, nap when the baby naps, you know, really try and rest, blah, blah, blah. But I didn't hear it until my brother said it, right? I won't get any of the things crossed off my list if I don't prioritize the basic building blocks of health. And I would probably apply that to most of the 2023 goals most of us have. So again, sleep, hydrating, making healthy choices. We all know this and it isn't rocket science, but it's way easier said than done. I I know, you know, personally, I feel like I know, and I mean this humbly, but I know more than the average person about which foods serve us and which ones don't. But that doesn't mean I don't know exactly what it feels like to be exhausted and stressed and have my mind tell me that I really just want to have the entire bag of chips and cookies, right? I know what that feels like exactly to the T. But if I have the whole bag of chips and cookies, will that make me feel more or less tired? The answer is less tired. <laughs> I mean, sorry, more tired. Um, you know, will that help me focus and have good energy when I sit down to tackle my 2023 goals? Probably not. And then, you know, getting back to the sleep piece, I think this one's actually the hardest for me personally, but I think for most people, um, a lot of us can feel the tug and the pull of distractions and phones and commitments and things that 
very easily cut into our sleep. And it's so easy to just let sleep be the first thing to go until it ends up, you know, costing us with foggy thinking and moving slowly and inefficiently through our work time. So focusing on the basic building blocks of health, um, definitely prioritizing sleep, I think, will just pay dividends in terms of the progress we all make towards the goals that we set this year. Um, Similar to this, but different in, you know, the tie between health and goals, I think is being mindful of the things that make you uh, that make you ride a roller coaster. It's a little bit of a mouthful. Being mindful of the things that make you ride a roller coaster. So for me, that's coffee for sure. If you have a high, you definitely have a low. <laughs> I feel like I get energy and then I definitely crash. Um, but even more than that, for sure, for sure, processed sugars or a lot of sugar all at once. Um, you know that that again gives you that sugar high and then sugar crash um it's just like i feel like we talk about it more with little kids they have a bunch of candy they run around like crazy and then they just absolutely have a temper tantrum you kind of want to avoid that right um it's the same thing for us adults it just kind of shows up a little differently um but again i like i want to personally avoid things that make me ride a roller coaster because it's a energy roller coaster a high and then a big big hard crash um but then it's also an emotional roller coaster um i think i personally find it hard to maintain a positive mindset when i am exhausted like that is not when you are full of bubbly energy and like, yeah, let's get it. We can crush our goals. Like I believe in myself, like that takes energy. So why set yourself up for being in a valley energy and emotion wise with things that you know are going to do that, right? So anyway, I think, you know, a crash is something really hard to push through in terms of maintaining a positive mindset. So that means I am going to avoid those. Um, and that doesn't mean I never have sugar, of course. Um, but I just like to avoid it or make sure it's in a balancing blood sugar way. Um, moving along from this, because I don't need to just like go down this health and nutrition rabbit hole. But another thing I was thinking about for setting ourselves up for success is break things up. This is another thing I learned through my sister's productivity teaching you are multifaceted. You are not just a, you know, insert job title here or just a student or just whatever it might be. You're also a friend or maybe a sibling or a daughter or you volunteer somewhere or you want to volunteer somewhere or maybe you're an athlete. Um, There are all sorts of different, different things where that you do where you can apply goal setting and where you can apply this dream big kind of mentality this year that's not just for one thing and I don't think you want to you know you don't want to spread yourself too thin either but I don't think you want to just focus on only one thing and expecting to be fulfilled like by that I feel like we all mostly can agree that we get fulfillment by by showing up in multiple different areas and a lot of that's relational so don't be fooled your your success and your goals don't have to just be on one kind of more superficial thing uh, that would show your success your your goals could also be focused on um you know, being a more present friend or or reaching out to a number of people each week or something more like that, right? Um, I think that's super important to remember that we all have many, many talents and many roles that we play in other people's lives. Um, Another thing 
This goes for, you know, no matter what shape or size your goal takes on, focus on the steps and not the outcome. You cannot control 100% of the outcome in anything. I mean, if your goal is to read 15 books this year, okay, yes, you can you can probably control that one. But for bigger goals, um, some of it is almost inevitably going to be out of your hands. So focus on doing the amount of work you know is required to attain the goal and then leave it there. Focus on doing the amount of work you know is required to attain the goal and then leave it there. You can sleep well at night knowing you've done your part and that's the best thing you can ask for. Um, so that is something, you know, I personally try, try and do. I try and just focus on, focus on the journey, focus on my own personal activity, the things I'm doing, and then release the rest. It's hard, but it's so worth it. Um, and kind of wrapping up with the last couple, focus on who you want to become. What does the picture look like of the person you want to be in a few months, in six months, in a year from now? What character traits have you grown in? What habits have you developed? What routines have you put into place to become more mindful, to become more disciplined, more focused, more carefree? I'm not sure what that is for you, but think of who you want to be down the road and then put the steps in place to get there. A lot of when it comes to character traits and and deep things and habits, a lot of that stuff takes so much time that it's almost like it takes so much time, you're probably not even going to notice that you're changing in, in the moment, right? Um, I mean, for me personally, like you, I've, I've kind of touched on little bits and pieces of my journey with anxiety. Talk about not an overnight, like, turnaround, right? Um, that is something that I can look back on 2022 and see a tremendous amount of growth and healing um, and new ways of responding to things that is shifting me away from being anxious and more into calm, which has been a big, big, big goal of mine. <laughs> um, but that's kind of, that's kind of what helps me um, focus on that goal, that long-term goal is the who I want to become is not an anxious person. Uh, I'm not going to beat myself up if I, you know, am not perfect tomorrow, because I probably won't be. But the who I want to become, the picture of this person that I'm working towards um, in terms of this goal of beating anxiety is someone who's calm, um, someone who responds well to things, someone who is adaptable and flexible, um, and just all of these different things. And that's sort of how I focus on that, that character goal is I focus on who I want to become. And I'm grateful for where I am now, um, which brings me into the very, very last thing believe in yourself. Believe in yourself. Don't beat yourself up. I'm not sure what your goals are, but I'm believing you can do them. I'm believing uh, that you can make massive progress. You've totally, totally got this and I am cheering you on 100%. I guarantee you, you've already made more progress than you probably realize um, because that's true for most of us. So I just want to say thank you. Thank you so much for pouring into your leadership, especially as we kick off this new year. Our world needs more good leadership and we definitely need yours. Thanks so much for joining me on the Best You Can Be Leadership Podcast. If you are as excited as I am about diving into our potential and stepping into the very best versions of ourselves, then follow me on Instagram at bestyoucanbe and don't be afraid to send me a message. You can also visit bestyoucanbe.com and fill out a contact me form. I can't wait to meet you. 
In this episode, I've stuck my hand out to introduce myself to you, but go ahead and do the same for me. Tell me who you are, what your story is, and what you would like to see most in lessons to apply to your leadership experiences. Until next episode, keep going, keep growing, and keep becoming the best you can be. Thank you.